With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Josh, and alone today with Better Dave. What's up, dude? What's going on? You know, today we are going to talk Dynasty because you are a newbie at Dynasty. I am completely new to Dynasty. I came in this year not knowing a whole lot about it. I know you do it. I know Dave does it. I know plenty of people that do it, enjoy it, say that it's bigger, better, and just the king of fantasy football. So this year I am diving in. I am head first into the head first, open yep. waters. The shark infested waters, a big guppy just flopping around. That's going to be me in there, not knowing which way to swim. Right, yeah. So I created a league uh, this year, super flex. You know, the whole thing. You never played in a points per carry league. You've never played in a super flex league. You've never done any of it. So now you're just jumping right into, you're skipping a step, step of like, oh, super flex redraft. Let's and, just go right into the dynasty. And I've never done an auction either. And it's oh, great. and an auction, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of new things for me, and uh, I wanted to spread some knowledge today on what it's all about rather than rather than let people stay in the dark about it. Uh, maybe if we shed some light on what all of this is, more people will be apt to join these kind of leagues and find that they might even enjoy it more. Yeah, see, I'm in the whole space where I don't know anyone that doesn't do Dynasty. I, know, I actually don't know a single person besides you in your home league that I play in that Everyone else I know does a dynasty. Everyone I'm linked to on Twitter does a dynasty. When I talk fantasy football on the on the regular to people on Twitter or on the internet, it's always dynasty based. Redraft doesn't exist in my world much anymore. I I rarely play them anymore. I play about two redrafts a year. The rest are strictly dynasty, 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 and I'm adding more every single year. I say I'm not going to do it. I say this is the last one. No more sucks you in, and then I I'm in, I'm now I'm on league eight or nine or ten. I don't even know what I'm at anymore. You just got sucked into the dynasty vortex. But, but there, but as you will hear on this podcast, they're easy to maintain. They're very very easy to maintain. Way less. Well, I wouldn't say way less work in the redraft, but during the season, no waivers. The only thing you're worried about is trading and start sits. There's none of this waiver bullshit. So let's get into what the difference is. A redraft, uh, which is what most people, most beginners, whatever, I don't know. Most I would say most people probably probably play redraft, but redraft is where you know you get your friends, you get in a league, ten people, twelve people, whatever. You redraft, you you do a draft at the beginning of every year where you draft every player for every team, and then at the end of the year you're going to lose those players, and you have to redraft again the next year. What is a dynasty? A dynasty is where you get a group of people together, say 10 or 12 people, you form a league, you do one startup draft, uno, one, whether it be an auction or a snake, and that is your team 
forever. You never lose a player unless they retire, you cut them, or you trade them. That's it. Pretty wild. So it's the evaluation is, as you can see, is very hard. You Julio Jones might be a second round pick in your redraft league next year in twenty twenty one, right? But in twenty twenty one dynasty, he's probably like a sixth seventh rounder. Because you really have to think about age and how long that player is going to last, and thus keep up their value, right? Yes, value is king. Like so, you would go. Like, for example, I personally traded Mike Evans this week for Deontay Johnson. You didn't like it. Uh, our old producer, Gerald, didn't like it. You got you are new to Dynasty. Gerald sucks at Dynasty. Dave, our other co-host, who's not here today, he loved it. I I loved it. We're good at Dynasty. We win championships. So what I did there is I took Mike Evans, who's probably a wide receiver, too. That's probably where he's going to land. And I took Deontay Johnson, who's probably going to land Wide receiver two. What I do? Mike Evans is going to be twenty eight start of the season. Deontay Johnson is going to be twenty three, twenty four. I don't even know, but I know a hell of a lot younger than Mike Evans. So I just took that same player, same quality. I look at it as a, as like a stock. Right. I said, well, I'm going to take my hundred bucks I have in Mike Evans, and I'm going to put it into Deontay Johnson, and that I'm going to watch that grow into three hundred dollars. That's the plan. Right. That's the that's the plan right there. And I, I outsmarted that guy. I mean, I might have not. He might suck. He might be nothing. But in my mind, I just got younger for the same fucking position. Gotcha. That's what you have to do in Dynasty. You have to find that value. I like that you said that it's like stocks because when you have something year-round like that, I would I do feel like it's a lot like that. It's The value of these players is changing. During, during a redraft league, you don't have to worry about what's happening during the season. With the Dynasty League, you got to worry about what's happening with the players forever, all the time, off-season, you- you constantly there is no offseason. Ha- no off you constantly have to watch the news. You constantly have to know what's going on in a redraft league with the Sasan Watson stuff. You don't have to care, yeah, because he was a wide. Re- or he was a quarterback five or four. He was a quarterback. He was a QB one. Yeah. So in redraft, you're like, well, okay, well, I'll just go get someone else. Your dynasty team, you might build if you're in a single quarterback league. You don't need two quarterbacks. You can just hold one, and Deshaun Watson was your guy. And you, you fill up that spot start whenever he's on a bye week. Now you don't know. You don't know what he's what's going to happen Yeah, with all these allegations. We saw this with Tyreek Hill. People were freaking out with the child abuse situation. I was one of them. I sold Tyreek the lowest of the low. I think I got a second in Sony Michelle. I promise you I did because I thought he was never going to play football again. Yeah. And this, but I've learned. I've learned you have to watch things no play video, out. Right? There was no video. There was no nothing. There was no. It was nothing. There's got to be video, or that's always. The, I feel like that's always what does them in. If there's video, they're they're gone. If there's no video, and eh, they might make it. So what I'm trying to say is, with this whole situation, watching them, you got to constantly watch. Yeah. And what the teams are doing too. The Eagles, they draft Kyle Pitts. Zach Hurts is pretty much useless. Yeah. The like dra- the draft your, has a ton of implications on your on a dynasty team. Of course, so you have to watch the draft. You have to watch who they. Who they sign as a, as players or free agents? You have to watch the coaching staff. Everything redraft. You don't have to do that. Also, a big difference is which I'm looking forward to is in a redraft league. Say you are at midseason and you already you have one win. It kind of sucks. Your team's done. You know you're not going to make the playoffs at that point. There's no reason to trade or do what you know because you're already screwed. You're out. What what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and wait. For the season to end, try your best and wait for next year, you know, and do it all over again. With Dynasty, 
even when you're out of that season, you're still under the gun to maintain your team and keep your, making your team better. And even I feel like in a dynasty, even more so, people will be willing to trade, especially if they're trying to make a run at the ship and you're on the bottom and you don't have a chance anymore. You can still, you know. So give you an example. Give you an example of a Julian Edelman. Not th- not last year, but two years ago. You are a last place team. Julian Edelman is getting up that age. He's 28, 29, whatever he was. A team that wants to win, that needs that wide receiver four on their team, will throw you a second round pick to win now. And Julian Edelman's a bad situation. Like, that's a bad example. There's someone like that. Where you know, like like a, like a Ben Roethlisberger in a Superflex, or like an Aaron Rodgers, or somebody like that, who goes, man, I just lost Carson Wentz because Hurts is now the starter. Mm-hmm. I need a starter. Well, I got Big Ben, and he's putting up 18 points a game, and this is your last piece. Right. What can you give me in a redraft? You're just like, oh, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Like we've seen people quit many many times. You hope that person logs on at some point during the rest of the season. <laughs> You can't you can't just not log on to a dynasty or you're gonna you're gonna be a failure. Right. You're gonna be a failure. So can you explain the draft real quick? Because I, that's where I was getting really hung up with how the draft works with not only it being an auction, but with the rookies, the rookie draft pick basically. How how the because there's gonna be two drafts, right? Yep. In, in our because league, we're a startup league. In our startup league, we're having two drafts. We're having the startup draft. And then we'll have a separate rookie draft. Well, how do you do that? We're doing the draft. We're doing our startup after the NFL draft. So we'll know where everyone's at. So we'll know everyone's situation. We're going to have it May 2nd, actually. So here's what you do. Each person, I have 12 teams. Each person will nominate a player to, to auction at the same time. We'll go in an order, though, like you're first, I'm second, whatever. And those 12 players will be on the board for 12 hours. But once someone bids on that player, the, it resets. So another 12 hours. So here's the thing with the rookie picks. Those rookie picks are in the pool to be nominated. I can throw up 101. You, we will all bid on 101, whatever we want. We don't know who we're taking at 101. Maybe you do. You know, if I throw up 107, you don't know who's going to be there at 107. But you can bid on that selection. And then once draft day comes, that's your selection. And you can get as many picks as you want or as, or as little. You don't have to have any. Yeah. Uh, like last year, I loaded up with, I think, one... 08 through 201. I took that entire 108 through 201. I ended up with Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy. Like, I loaded up on those guys. Right. So, that could be a strategy for you. If you don't, if you, I mean, depends on the price. Now, that's just an auction, right? A snake, if we were doing it that way, you could draft these guys as a snake draft, which if you're playing snake, you're playing checkers still. <laughs> you really are. And especially in a dynasty, do you want your whole dynasty to be set up on where you pick and hope this guy drops to me, play auction, man. Go get your guy. Go spend the money on the guy you want. That was another thing that I was looking at that factored into joining a dynasty. I feel like you really can, you really have the best opportunity in a dynasty to get your guys, to get the guys that you believe in. Redraft, not so much. Redraft, people are already less likely to trade anyways. You miss them in the draft, you're probably not going to get that player for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? With dynasty, I feel like you haven't, Decent shot at trading for almost anyone. Oh, yeah. Um, right now, in this situation, in 2021, I'm watching Dave Campbell chase down every Justin Jefferson owner like they're the hot girl at the bar. <laughs> like He's chasing them down, offering, I'll do this. I'll buy you some drinks. I'll, do, I'll take you out. I'll do anything to get Justin Jefferson off of you. 
And it could take months. It could take years. Eventually, Dave will get that guy. Dave's just that kind of person where he's the best trader I've ever met in my life. Dave can sell you. Dave can literally sell you this chip that we don't need or, or a pen or an ice cube. He'll sell you any. He'll make you want it. And then we were having this conversation off air, me and Dave, about how his trades are and how he does this and how he does that. He just made a huge trade for Justin Herbert in a super flex league. And I said, how did you do that? Like, I may, I get over on people too. Don't get me wrong. But how did you do it? And he all he, the only thing he said and if you've heard 85 episodes of this show, because we've had about 85 episodes now, you know he doesn't know much. He just does his thing. He's like the Forrest Gump of the show. He just does it. I don't know. He literally said, Josh, you have to make them want this trade. You have to make them want it more than you want it. And then It's all just instinct. It's he's heart. so good at doing that. Just, he makes you, it's just in his bones. He makes you think you're winning every trade. And that's just a dynasty player. And he's like the, probably the best dynasty player I've ever played with. My favorite... My my favorite thing to do with trading is to like hype up the guy you're trading away and like pull down the guy that you're trading for. And it just doesn't make any sense because no. it's just so funny to hear people when the, you get that trade offer and you look and it's like, you know, from Aaron in the league. And he's like, hey, man, Devontae Parker's really coming up right now. And and he's like trying to, you know what I mean? Like trying to trade for mm-hmm. someone that he's trashing. And I'm just like, what? Well, you just trashed the guy. Like, what are you doing? Well, you the, know what I mean? the difference is between redraft and dynasty too. And the trading situation is. You'll get that Devontae Parker's on a hot streak. Hey, man, come buy him high, whatever. In Dynasty, it's more like, hey, he's on the rise in his career. Get him now before he blows up. Right. Like when Claypool was blowing up, you better get him now. It's just so crazy how fast that everything like that can change in a Dynasty. It does. It's implications throughout years, years of the rest, the rest of the player's season, like a quarterback change. Boom, that changes everything on the team for every one of those big fantasy well, players. Well, that leads us to our next subject is values of position. That I want to get to. Super flex leagues is what we're going to hit on most because that's what we play. All of our leagues are super flexes. Which we've said I've never played in before. Right. So the value of a quarterback is the highest. So what is, so what is a super flex? A super flex is you have your quarterback, regular quarterback. In a super flex, you can put a quarterback in there or a receiver or a tight end or a running back. You want to put quarterbacks there because they will score the most points. So in, in the flex, you can play a quarterback if you want. So you can at, at one the, time. You're one super flex because you have multiple flexes. Okay. Yep. You're one super flex, you could put a quarterback in. So You're not forced to. Super flex is a, posi- a roster spot that you can put a quarterback in if you like, as well as a running back by receiver or tight end. Got it. Yes. And so obviously quarterbacks score more points on average than most position players. So you take someone like this. Marcus Mariota last year when he spot started or when he came in is way more valuable than a Boston Scott or a, a wide receiver, a wide receiver three, or a running back, a low end running back two, a low end running back two is going to get you twelve points. Uh, a low end, uh, you know, quarterback two is going to get you 18, 20 points, especially in this NFL. Right. So you want to? Doesn't matter. You'll laugh at guys. I'm, I know you will when Andy Dalton goes for like 18, 20 bucks. He's so valuable though. He's a starting quarterback. Yeah. Any starting quarterback in a super flex is value, and you can sell. I sold Stafford for a first-round pick this year because I needed the first-round pick. I didn't need Stafford. You can sell guys like that for a first-round pick easily any day of the week. Any day of the week. So I've seen your roster before. You've, you've shown me a, Multiple your rosters. dynasty yeah, dynasty rosters before. It, I noticed that you have, like, it's not it's not irregular to have, like, five quarterbacks, six quarterbacks. Like, that's totally normal. Do you get more roster spots than a typical redraft league? In a, in a dynasty league, you get about 24 roster spots, 25. Sometimes, some roll with 20, but you get a bunch because, it, like you said, you you want those stash players where, you know, Benjamin, he's never going to start, 
but he's on my roster because you never know. Those those are the guys that you never know. They can get a spot start here, though. You just have to have those kind of players. Mitch Mitch and his Rashad Higgins. Yes, Rashad Higgins. He's <laughs> owned in many dynasty leagues. Like that's just the way it is. So with the whole quarterback situation and the super flex, the roster you're probably talking about is when I had Herbert, Dak, Josh Allen, Teddy, and Minshew. I had five starters last year. Dak went down. Minshew went down. I was stuck with just Teddy, Josh Allen, and uh, uh, Herbert, which, don't get me wrong, those guys led me to the playoffs. Like, whatever. It is what it is. And, like, at this point, if you get in, into deep shit like that, you can't just go onto the waiver wire and get a quarterback for the week. No. Because it's dynasty. And you, and you better have their backup, or you better go spin all your fab on the backup, you know? That's pretty wild. Like, Jake Luton was very valuable last year at some point, and so was... You know, who who was uh, Andy Dalton. He was valuable until he got hurt, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just the way it is with quarterbacks. That's why they're so valuable. There's only 32 of them in the league. There's only 32 of them, and there's 12 teams. So think about that. If everyone has two, that's only 24. It's very – not every team has three quarterbacks. They're fucking gold. That's why I can trade – that's why I can trade a Justin Herbert for whoever I made that trade with, and you got mad at me for it. Who was uh, that I again? can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember either. It was, it was Justin Herbert – a big it was a big trade too we'll, we'll take a break and look it up we'll take a break right back, we'll right back yeah. <laughs> leftovers or the dmv or house cleaning or chumba casino always brings the fun play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere you could redeem some serious prizes chumba ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So we found the trade. It was Justin Herbert and Michael Williams in a super flex for AJ Brown and Sam Darnold. Ooh. And then you, you roasted me on it because you love Herbert because you're in this redraft, one quarterback. Love him. You're in this, you're in this like trance of like you don't know value yet. And that's fine. So Herbert could have peaked in his rookie year. Could have. Now, he's worth gold right now. You To get Herbert, you have to pay up. That's why I got A.J. Brown in return, because I had Dak and Josh Allen. So you sold him high. I sold him very high, and I bought A.J. Brown kind of high because it's the price of Justin Herbert. But I also bought Sam Darnold low, and that's where, that's where you find, look at that, Miles Sanders fucking good. It was the best run of the whole damn year. <laughs> it literally was. Yep. Yeah, we're watching an old NFL network where Miles Sanders actually did something. It's pretty cool that NFL Network is doing Rookie Showcase right now, so they keep playing games from last year where rookies stood out. This is a Chase Claypool game. This is a Chase Claypool game, but Miles Sanders had his one big run, so there you go. There's your Miles Sanders update. That's your guy. <laughs> it was my guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, in redraft or in Dynasty, people are down on Miles Sanders. It's the, the perfect time to, time if you to believe buy. Them. Exactly. So that's the thing. In, let's go into rookies. Uh, let's go into running backs because we talked about quarterbacks enough. Running backs, three to four year shelf life for me. Once they hit that 27, like Derrick Henry right now, I hate to say sell, 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 but if you can get max value for Derrick Henry, you sell. He's 27 years old. He catches no passes. He's touchdown dependent. We've already talked about that. And right. if you can get a guy, a younger guy, and some picks, why not? Right. I feel like a, I feel like a work a, a younger workhorse running back is like super important to have. In dynasty, someone that you know is going to get the touches, like just got to have one because there's just none of them left in this day and age. That like a running back that gets sixty or more percent touches of their backfield, it's it's getting 
more and more hard to, to find. And so I feel like I'm, we're going to see those kind of players go for a lot of money in the auction. Like a Jonathan Taylor, he's going to go for a ton. A Derek yeah. Henry's still going to go for a ton. The thing is, is like, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, so you take a Derek Henry, he's 27, who's the, the the best running back in the game for two straight years. Right. Now, let's say you have Derrick Henry and a couple younger players, and you need to move on because he's 27. How how long is he going to do this for? Mm-hmm. We saw Todd Gurley at his peak three years ago. Mm-hmm. Then he got arthritis in his knee. Then he was missing games. Then he was on the sideline in the Super Bowl. And then I said, sell, sell, sell. Then I said, I have arthritis. I know it sucks. And ever since then, he's sucked. Right. I even did a startup draft the year after, and he's still one of the top guys. I'm like, guys, you, the arthritis in your knee is no like, – so you just know you have to sell these guys. Even if they're at their peak, move on because the running back vitality is so crazy. It's just so yeah. volatile. It's yeah. so bad. Even in redraft last year from the from day one of this podcast, I, was, I was hated Todd Gurley. And Dave loved Todd Gurley. You in, you were you were in redraft. In redraft, like, he's because a touchdown machine. He's a touchdown machine, yeah. so you couldn't really hate him that much. But in, in dynasty, you, he's worth nothing right now. He's worth. You couldn't even get a third round pick for this guy right now. He's literally worthless. But a guy like a Derrick Henry, I just saw someone close three first round picks for him, and you could replace him with a Javante Williams, a Travis Etienne. Right, and you're talking about all these college players, and this is what I noticed also once I agreed to join the dynasty was I immediately started paying attention to college. It's like, I've never really paid too much attention to college. Like I know the guys' names. I know players on Alabama, you know, the big teams, Alabama, whatever, but I was never like deep into college. And then ever since I committed to this dynasty league, I've been like actually researching college players, watching them play, seeing what they look like, how they move. Like it's a lot different. It's just something I would never, ever really do for a redraft league like i would know who they are and basic information and stuff but it's a lot different when you're staking your entire dynasty on a player rather than a one-year redraft on a player can i tell you a secret about that about that whole thing you just said secret i've been a very good dynasty player for years i joined my first dynasty i couldn't tell you how long it was i by the way you're gonna get fucked um i joined my first dynasty i had jamal charles on my team i took over an orphan which is a, an orphan is a team left over. I was going to ask you how, rather, other than getting into a dynasty through a startup like our league is, if you wanted to join one, what's another way to do it? Because not a lot of people have. There's orphans everywhere on um, Twitter. Just look up my fantasy league. You'll find uh, on Twitter, you'll find a bunch of orphans. People so always look at I think out. that's another big reason about why people don't join because the whole time I haven't been joining for years is because A, I wasn't the biggest fan of taking, like, in my head, thinking, like, I wanted to take over someone's orphan team that they had left the league with, which is fine. Everyone, Lots of people do it, and it's now Now I feel like that is dumb. You know, you have forever to rebuild a team, no matter how bad it might be when you come on. But I forget what I was saying. <laughs> Here, here's where you're getting at. You want to build your team from the ground up. But yeah, yeah, people but like me. I also had no idea how to join a dynasty league other than trying to find 12 people that I actually believed that would stick around. And that is what made me shy away from them forever is because even in my redraft league, I feel like I'm, re- I'm replacing one to two teams a year. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to get committed people. And I've, I've all, I've played with the same committed 12 people for a decade now. Right. And it's just, I've met people through this. Like I'm going to shout out some people. Zeb, I've played with that guy for 10 years now. I don't even know him. I've never met him. But I, I, I talk shit to him. We're like friends. 
uh, uh, Bing. I talk shit to him all the time. I, mean, I know there's a, there's a Marco in there. Marco, uh, yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Joey, like there's these names I'm talking to. Are like, you your Pab? I'm Pab. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, do, do we all know what that stands for? Some people do. Oh, okay. Do you? I feel like I would. Yeah, I call people that I've. Yeah, in my head, I've I. The second I saw it, I knew exactly what it was. Yeah, that's me. That's, that's who I am. So it's like I've met these people, and I've played with them for years now. And I know who they are. And we're on GroupMe. We're on Facebook messages. We're on you know, Twitter. We're just constantly talking and talking and talking and trading. And never, that's that's the cool that's, – that's what one of the parts that really drew me in is that it never ends. It just never – every single day, someone's va- – the idea of how some values a player changes can change every single day. And, and it's, it's just crazy. It's like, so I just joined a league called Primo with Marco and Alex, the Balsamos. They're from the fantasy feud. If they ever start their podcast again, um, I joined it. Me and Dave took it over and we both took over orphans. Me and Dave both were newbies to this league. And instead of taking over orphans, we said, no, 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 no. Put both teams together. Me and him are going to have a two-person draft, and we're going to draft those teams. Ooh, so that's what we did. That's nice. And anyway, so I ended up with Justin Jefferson. He was very upset about it. And, no, I ended up with Jonathan Taylor. My bad. And here's where it gets funny is this guy sweep the legs in there, Steve. He millions of leagues with this guy. Like, this guy's crazy. He's, like, my favorite player to play with because he's so crazy. Like, he's a draft calculator, bro. He's a draft – like, I think you're going to be a draft calculator kind of guy because that's just who you are, which is fine. Some are good, some are bad. He's all about the draft calculator. Well, you, I've never seen you show up to a draft with anything before. You just show up by yourself with no rankings, nothing in your hand. You just, you just wing it. And I got go it, with it. I got it in my head. Yeah, I got it all in my head. So he's all about calculators and all this person. So after I drafted my team, I have Jonathan Taylor on my team. I said, hey, just to piss, honestly, just to piss Dave off. Sweep has Justin Jefferson. I said, yo, I'll give you Jonathan Taylor for Justin Jefferson straight up right now. In the chat, everyone saw it. He's like, no, he's uh, just Justin Jefferson is worth more. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll keep. I have no problem with that. I just wanted to piss Dave off because Dave doesn't have Jefferson in any dynasty league, which is hilarious to me. That's his guy now. Two days later, Sweep texts me on the side. Hey, you still want to do that deal? Yeah, I'll do it. Send it right now. <laughs> Literally, snap, snap, accepted it. Done. Because you know what he did? Because I challenged Sweep. Let's do this deal. He said no. He did some research. He saw, oh, wait, Taylor has more value, which I know Taylor has more value. I just did it because I want to piss Dave off. I don't, I honestly, in the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. So there's even a, another angle to Dynasty that you might not get in redraft is you have so much time to get to know the other managers in the league and get a better feel for how they value different players and be able to like move in and out of that a lot better. Oh, I know for a fact, if I get a deal from Marco, don't even look at it. It's a joke. (laughs) It's a joke. It's a 100% joke. But I know if I get a deal from Dave, Dave doesn't send out shitty offers. He sends out offers that help both teams, but he's always getting over. So you have to know, oh, no, 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 Dave, you're going to give me something else. But it's just pretty cool that you can build, yeah, build, up, build up that repertoire, that knowledge of each different manager each, and, and know how they work, of which course. is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just the way it is. It's a long, long history of people. Okay, what else we got to hit on? What else we got to hit on? Well, we, we where did we land on how we said quarterbacks, super flex, obviously in super flex, quarterbacks, crazy, king. crazy invaluable. I saw your lineup, six different quarterbacks. It was insane. I was like, wait, what? To a redraft guy like me, looked crazy. To a dynasty guy. 
looked normal, looked good. So running backs, you want to stick with that player that's going to give you – you only got that three-, four-year window, in my in my opinion. Uh, a Zeke is hitting that window and, where it's And that's a lot different than redraft because in redraft, work, like a workhorse running back is king. Like it's running back – the first four or five picks are going to be all running back. Yeah, I mean it's it's, running back, it's running still, back, running back. Cornerbacks are still king. You still want to get that running back. They still cost a lot of money. <clears throat> but you got to know when to part ways. You have to know, okay, Kamara just lost Breeze. Right. It's time to part ways. Some people, some people say no, he's a stud. Um, same thing with like I said, Derrick Henry, like CMC. You don't want to part ways yet. Barkley, Saquon Barkley. For me, time to part ways, man. Two years of injuries, two years. See, this is this is where being in a dynasty with you would be good. And if you had Saquon Barkley, then I would come after Saquon Barkley because you're not a believer anymore. I I'm still a believer, and it may just be the Giants' homerism in me, which right. is fine. You can take advantage of that all you want. It's my. If that's my downfall, that's my downfall. Yeah. But I, I like that fact that it's up to us and not a draft to decide who I get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of taking advantage, Dave, do you have an offer we can take advantage of? <laughs> we do. There we, we go. We have got, an offer we can take advantage got it out. of. Absolutely. Support for the OUS Fantasy Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for those family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for the listeners today. We got 20% off and free shipping with code OUS at manscaped.com. How's that uh, been working out for you? Well, I usually do Manscaped Mondays once a week. Oh, yeah, I like that. I kind of do that. But last night was WrestleMania, so I did Manscaped Saturday so I can go to WrestleMania feeling fresh. Oh, yeah. I knew... My, Flo- that Florida weather, you're going to be outside. Oh, it's going to be muggy, Outside hot. At, Ray, at Ray J in Look, the Florida weather. Let's be honest here, guys. If you know me, you know. Sasha Banks was headlining the main events. She was the last person. When she wins, I want to be ready just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I want to be ready. No sweaty balls, ball deodorant, feeling good. I was very upset when I got out of the shower today and realized I don't have a clean pair of Manscaped undies to put on. Oh, no. I was... Like, I got to the point where I, like, may have done, like, a scratch and sniff on one of the old pairs on the bathroom floor. Like, did, have I worn these? Were these? What, they're on the bathroom floor. I definitely wore them. So, you know, I went, got another pair of boxers, less adequate, not feeling the breeze not feeling here. Good. Not, no, no. Uh, things are high and tight rather than the way I kind of like them, you know. Um, but, yeah, Manscaped is the best. Get yourself some of those boxers. The ball deodorant, like Josh said, is incredible. Get 20% off and free shipping with code OUS at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code OUS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Let's move on to some trades. To yeah, some- I, I'd love to hear the va- how you value different players and especially how you value draft picks because it seems like when trades happen, a lot of times it includes draft picks. Here's a trade that is po- it's from Matt Lawson on Twitter. This is not draft picks. We're going to go right to okay. this one yep. first. Superflex. PPR, it doesn't matter. I, when you ask a question, people, it's about quarterbacks. Don't put PPR. It doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson or Tua Tungvaloa? Oh, definitely Tua. Why definitely? Deshaun Watson's young, 26, 27, maybe younger. I, I don't even know. Tua came into the league. Was he great? No. No. But he's younger. Right away, here's a whole, let me tell you what I just saw. Right away, you pivoted to younger. Right away. Well, I pivoted to the guy that doesn't have Masseuse is coming out saying that he jacked off on them. <laughs> but okay, that was my pivot. Here's but here's the way to evaluate that. Yes, there's some problems there with Watson. That's why there's that's why there's a lot of trade. But 
We, Tua is one year away from being out right. of this league. 100%. You're right. Deshaun Watson, same thing. I think the same risk. Either you take Tua's bad play. If he plays bad, he's gone. You play. You take Watson. He's a, a, you know accused of all the stuff and whatever. Right. He's gone. So I, I, I take see, that as Watson all day. I see both sides. It's kind of like what you were saying about your Tyreek trade and how you got rid of Tyreek when he got in trouble and it didn't work out for you. I'd I'd be willing to ride the Tua risk on that one, and you would take the Deshaun risk on that. Because, well, I mean, obviously, Deshaun's already a proven, really, really I've good I've lived player. and I've learned. I thought Tyreek was never going to play football again. I overreacted, sold him. I don't want to do that again because it's hurting me now. In that league, it is hurting me that I don't have Tyreek and I have Sony Michelle. Right. That, so there's a good possibility the Deshaun Watson owner overreacted, is freaking out, and is trying to trade for whatever he can get, and Tua is where it's landing at right now. And that's fine. Yeah, I get it. I get both sides. Here's one from... It's a, uh, it's a risk. It's risky. It's risky. Here's one from at Roy Rory Kawa. He wants to know James Robinson or 1.06. It is a PPR league. One quarterback. That matters. You know why? I'll tell you why it matters. One quarterback. 106. In a super flex, 101, 101 and 102 are Wilson and Lawrence right now. So yep. that leaves you with Harris, Chase at 102, Chase at 103 or 104, Pitts at 105. Then you're looking at, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. At 106, one quarterback, Harris and all those guys are going two spots earlier. Right. So are you going to find someone as good at 106 as James Robinson? I don't know. I think you could. I guess it depends. I don't know. Here's my evaluation on this trade. I would take 106, and I would not look back. And here's why. James Robinson was undrafted. James Robinson can be easily replaced in an instant. And a bad organization like Jacksonville can be replaced in an instant. At 106, even if it's one quarterback, you're still looking at Javante Williams or ETN or Kyle Pitts. Right. Who is a generational player. Not Javante Williams, but Chase and Pitts are. Right. They, they're they just amazing players. So I look at it as a 106 for Robinson. You take, can I get a player that could be either equal or better than Robinson? That's, what, that's how I look at it. So that's why I'm taking 106. Yeah. Just for the fact that I might, the worst I can get is he's equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you look at it that way? I, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it that way. Yeah. All right, here's one. This is an easy one. You should know this one. Uh, at Dynasty underscore DP asked Julio Jones or 1.12 PPR. Um, I would go. Yeah, I'd go 1.12. 1.12. Yeah. 1.12. It's not close. Julio's 28. He's hurt all the time. 112. You look. We've had him in too many leagues. The only problem is it's, it's not saying if it's super flex or not. So I'm assuming it's not, but you can still get a Bateman or a Waddle or anyone in that caliber at 112. That's right. why I'm saying. And I want to go through some of these to get your opinion because I don't think you've really looked at this stuff. What's that What's that difference? Seven age difference between a rookie coming in compared to Julio Jones? Like six be tw- years? Yeah, six years. That's a lot. It's a, it's a big that's time. That's a lot. lot. Six years of having a player that could give you, you know, that's, that's, a, big, that's, a, big, that's a big roll of the dice. Here's an interesting one. At Jacob, that's a lot of numbers, dude. So, Jacob Anderson, I'm sorry. It's a 16-team league, one quarterback. this guy doesn't play. Half PPR, Dobbins and 110 or Nick Chubb. 16 teams. So, you're getting Dobbins and 110, who could be, we've already discussed, any one of those players, or just Nick Chubb alone. It's hard because redraft makes me say, Nick Chubb, because I love Nick. You know, I like Nick Chubb a lot. Uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let me break it down to you what I would do. I'm going to get so many trades proposed to me in the yes, first week of after are. the draft. And, it's going to be ridiculous. And everyone's listening to you right now going, I don't I don't know what to do. Oh I just don't know what to do. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so Dobbins and 110 is where I would lean. Mm-hmm. And it's a 16-team league. Chubb is going to – he's the top five running back. He really is. We don't know what Dobbins can be in that offense. We know he could be top 10. We just know he can. Plus, you add 110, so you basically you're getting two players for one. In a 16 team where I'm thinking depth is needed, that's why I land on Dobbins and 110. Just my opinion. Okay. I could be wrong. Twitter has Dobbins and 110 at 70% right now. I didn't know that until I just voted. I Twitter just had Dobbins and what? 110 at 70%. 70% voted that that was, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not voting until after we do the thing. Yeah, right I got there. you. Yeah, here goes one. Here goes a, here goes a good one. Jalen Hurts will finish 2021. This isn't a dynasty. This is just redraft. Let's just squeak this one in. Jalen Hurts will finish either a quarterback 1 through 5, 6 through 12, 13 through 20, or 21 plus. Jalen Hurts this year. I would go 6 through 12. I would go 6 through 12. And that's 47% of the vote. And that's good for dynasty because you get them cheap right now. Have them blow up. Sell them high. That'd be tough for me. In Dynasty, like to sell high. high, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, I feel like that'd be the hard part. So letting, letting those people go that I've, yeah. There's this one league I'm in that I've been in for a while, and I've had it as a super flex, but I've had a separate quarterback, a different quarterback every year so far. So the first year I couldn't remember what I had. I drafted Josh Allen as a rookie, just to let you know that, and everyone laughed at me. But I turned something into Jameis Winston, something I don't know what it was. So I had Jameis and Josh Allen. That's when Jameis threw for 30 touchdowns, five million yards. He was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. I turned that into Lamar and a first. Ooh. Lamar was MVP. Yep. I turned that into Kyler and a first. Oh, wow. Kyler went nuts last year and he faded off. They so just keep rolling it. And then I turned that into Josh Allen for 101, which I'm taking Lawrence. I've I've literally traded up that's in insane. every single. No, yeah, yeah. Josh Allen trade up to Lawrence. That's going to be tough. But I did it. Only because I got C.D. Lamb in the deal, too. So, it is hard to sell high, but you just have to in these leagues. Yeah. No, I get it. I definitely have some more research to do. I am going to be writing a weekly article at the Say It Again Network uh, about my dynasty journey, being a dynasty noob like I am. I'll be talking about the ups and downs of the year, different decisions and moves that I made. I will come out with one soon uh, with a little draft prep. Um, and I will post the uh, link on Twitter plenty of times. Every time, every every time I have a new article come out, I'll post a link. I'll post it up on Twitter for you guys to uh, easily access. So follow my Twitter; it's Davy Ous. And I look forward to you guys following along my dynasty journey. I hope this episode was educational, enlightening, and at the same time entertaining. I hope we shed some light on dynasty, made people that were scared of it maybe a little less scared, uh, gave a little insight on how it works, and I. Th- think people just like me if they give it a chance they'll be surprised with how much they get into it and how enjoyable it is i agree you can find me at josh kimmel ous on twitter you can find our facebook and instagram just ous fantasy podcast you can find us every single place say it again network it's called it's actually sia network.com s-i-a network.com we're gonna have our own little wing there pretty soon just sia fantasy it's gonna be awesome Gonna yep. rest where your articles are going to be. Absolutely. We're also doing a DFS article pretty soon. None of us have done DFS. We've really, dabbled yeah, here and there. 
So we're actually going to do our little journey where it's me versus him, who makes the most money, who's the most profitable. We're going to do a season-long head-to-head DFS. We're even going to do different platforms to give you guys the best range of outcome. Yes. We want to. I want to show you what I'm doing on FanDuel. He wants to show you what he's doing on DraftKings. And we're going to watch our bankroll either go down very fast or go up slowly. <laughs> I have all the faith in the world that I'm going to make even money. I'm going to just tell you right now. Should we do a thing where no matter what, week 17 or week 18 now or whatever it is, we just bet it all? That's rough. <laughs> should That's we do rough. it? That's rough. Should we do it? What? No. If we're up like 10000 if we're up 5000 if we're fucking down $5, whatever it is, bet it all. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a tough. That's hard to get in on board. So, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be, so, it'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be a great live stream. We may or may not <laughs> tune in all year to find out if we may or may not bet it all on the final week. Yep. Yeah. The final week, I may have one dollar. One dollar left. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. If we're that good at fantasy, we can figure DFS out. So you got a lot to do this year. You got DFS and Dynasty to figure out. I got so many crazy things to figure out, and I am just here to give. You know, word to the wise and document this and tell everyone what's going on and let them enjoy the ride. All right, man. Until next week, I'm Josh. That's Dave. We are gone. Ate it. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.